You're listening to Something Else, an original podcast story created by me, Cooley. Audio Adventures in Indigenous Futurism. <laughs> this is Episode 1, The WS Complex. Ayana's eyes open as they do every morning as she's surrounded by the sounds of nature and soft light. The morning prayer begins to speak. It's time to greet the day, grandchild, ever unfolding flower. You carry the medicine of the moose and the power to evolve. You honor your grandmother's legacy and continue to seek justice in this world. She is proud of you. We are watching over you. Eternal bloom, Ayana. Every time she hears this, she feels so at peace and so at home. She collects herself in a seat on the warm earthen floor like she does every morning and picks up her sage. Sage, for symbiont autonomic genetic examination, is just one of the many wonders of this place. It will analyze her health as it does every day to customize her herbs and medicine. Ayana brushes the smoke over her eyes, her chest, and her body. The smoke fills her lungs. How old? Who's your favorite robot? <laughs> you are. And you're my friend. Ayana says as she pats. Howl on the head. Can you please add some of my grandma's hot sauce to the kanji this morning? Please, Howl. Howl scoots off. Howl, an AI whose job title is Roombot, just like all the technological advancements in this place, was designed by the brightest indigenous programmers of our time. Her home of the past five years, a condo in the WS complex, was the heart of innovation. A place where scientific technology met with indigenous technologies, reimagining the best of both worlds. If she had to pick her most favorite thing about her home, it would be the companionship she has found in Howell. Ayana steps to face insight. Insight is a smart mirror with a library of tasks and knowledge, fully equipped with health and wellness programs from across the world. The mirror does a quick laser scan of her body and Howl reappears to precisely place four thin needles in the highlighted points. I hardly even felt those ones. The thought of needles make me queebly. Mmm, breakfast. Smells like Dad. I miss him. I can't 
believe it's been two years since I've seen him. I've been so busy with school. Ayana's tummy's growling. How? Is it time to eat yet? Can I take these needles out? An alarm sounds. Oh, I have to get going. Ayana quickly pulls up the needles and disposes of them. She rushes to her wardrobe and throws on whatever insight had chosen for the day. Ooh, I love this song. It reminds me of dancing with mom. I'll get to see them around the holidays. I can't wait. Hal brings a nice hot bowl of congee into the room. It's filled with the colors of the rainbow and it smells so delicious. I think it's my best yet. Prince Bev. No, you don't. You know I don't like that name. And it's Prince. Ayana Harpy Prince. The smell of the food captures her attention. And before you know it, she's scarfing and wolfing mm. the food down. Remember to chew your food. God. I'd say thank you to Howell. Thank you, Howell. It's so good. Says Ayana, smiling as she licks off her fingers. The window catches her attention. It's definitely raining outside. It rains a lot where she lives. But the rain never really seems to get Ayana down. Hmm, looks kind of glum. But it'll be sunny by noon, I bet. How the best cure for a rainy morning is always my dad's cup of joe. She goes into her kitchenette and she makes herself a coffee, just like her dad used to. You're going to be late, Ayana. She rushes out the door with her coffee in hand. And in the hallway, she almost bumps into Apache, the local oh. neighborhood kid. Hey, how's it going, little dude? He doesn't hear or notice her. She jets down the escalator, which opens into the beautiful medicine garden. She makes sure to walk past the sweetgrass and takes a big sniff. <sighs> oh, my shoelace is untied again. So she sits to tie her lace. And as soon as she does, the sweetgrass begins to speak. Good morning. I am the hair of our Mother Earth. Each strand connected both to this and the spiritual plane. Finish. She interrupts the recording. Everything about this community is interactive, down to each blade of sweetgrass. Local elders and knowledge keepers worked with the programmers to ensure that their rich traditions live on. The garden is rife with story including how the church reparations came to be. I don't know why my grandparents are skeptical of this place. It's amazing. I've never felt alone here, not even once. It's beautiful.
beautiful here, and even the plants talk to you, just like in Kokum's old stories. I think it's the right step, in the right direction. After the Benediction Act of 2037, passed into law due to a combination of public pressure, indigenous class actions, and the passing of the 2035 Papal Bull, Shilestis, all church-owned land or property was to be given back to indigenous peoples as reparation. Her home, the WS Complex, and the first of its kind in being fully developed by indigenous creators, used to be a church in downtown Takarano. Today, all former church property in the country was home to and a thriving epicenter of urban indigenous excellence. Three minutes. I've got this. a.m. just in time. She arrives at school, her home away from home, the Coates Polytechnic Institute. It is a bustling buzz, the hive of student life located in the historic Kensington Market. At the top of her class, Ayana will complete her master's in microbiologic technologies by the year's end. She weaves her way through the crowd, careful not to spill, and arrives at her lab, coffee in hand. Ooh, ooh, hot, hot. That isn't good for you, you know. You're late. That's Rebecca, a senior student, her supervisor, and a real stickler for time. She doesn't really like Ayana, but Ayana doesn't mind. Thank you, Rebecca. She inhales the coffee deeply. And as she does, she's filled with memories of her dad. The lab is sterile white, full of beakers, Erlenmeyer flasks, and sharp corners. But unlike other biology labs, this lab develops mycosymbiotic technologies. And with brilliant minds like Ayana's leading the way, it too is a leader in its field. Global warming has had a devastating effect on the world's trees. With most forests now only a pile of ash, the team has been busy for months developing a mycograft meant to fireproof trees. And it looks like the test is just about to start. It's time to start, everybody. Gather around. You need your coat and eyewear, Ayana. Ayana smiles, quickly throwing them on as she jostles up next to her pal Frank. Frank's another indigenous student. He's a bit older than Ayana, and next to Hal is her closest friend. He's always teasing Ayana and making her laugh. On Indian time. (laughs) (laughs) Rebecca shifts them. The first test is the control with a fire retardant GMO sapling. 
one of the students lights a flame placed at the sapling's trunk. And after several moments' exposure to the flame, the whole tree ignites. Seeing the tree ablaze stirs up feelings for Ayanna. Her elders always taught her that trees are our relatives. Frank, can you begin the second test? Frank and the team have been engineering this all season. This sapling has been grafted with a mycocelium symbiote to protect itself from fire. Frank is nervous. He takes a big breath and lights a flame placed at the trunk of the sapling. To their astonishment, the sapling immediately begins to transform as its branches and leaves appear to retract into the trunk of the tree and are quickly replaced by a hard, almost plastic appearing shell. The flame continues to burn until it burns out completely. The sapling is left standing, safe, and fire free. Yes! Ooh, ooh. Good job, everyone. That was sweet. My treat this time. Ooh, can I have a sweetgrass iced tea, please? Uh, can I get two teas and a half dozen fry bread? Order up. The waitress places a fresh basket of fry bread on the counter. They're at their favorite cafe. It's been around forever. They love to come here together on their lunch breaks. Are you sure you don't want one? He offers her a piece of fry bread. My cousin says that glyphosate allergies can be cured, you know. He says they just gotta engineer a pest-repelling Indian, but they won't, cause then the whites would all buzz off too then. <laughs> <laughs> they both laugh real hard. After lunch, they go back to work and finish their day. When five o'clock rolls around, Ayana flies back down Hoskin, sips back up to her floor, and walks into her condo. The aroma of clary sage, bergamot, and vanilla tobacco fill her lungs, instantly welcoming and comforting her. She loves her home. She just feels the day sliding off of her. Being here feels so safe. She feels so cared for. She can smell how finishing supper. Oh, thank you, Howell. Green beans and mapo tofu are my favorite. She says as she sips her hot tea. I'm really sleepy and really full. It's time for bed. Bedtime is a ritual Ayana treasures. The earthen floor is always warm and soft and cozy. The floor itself is grounded deep into the earth so that every night nature's electrons soothe, heal, and repair. She curls up with her fuzzy blanket. The smell of lavender enters the room and soft. Venereal beats surround her.
A projection of the desert sun illuminates her room as her eyes begin to close. The day Good morning. Ever unfolding flower. The prayer Beautiful. gently fades away. Today is the day. Ayana springs up and declares, How? I'm determined not to be late this morning. Insight has already chosen several outfit options for her this morning. Ayana unlatches a wall and slides it down the room. It is filled with her clothing. She begins searching for the items. A dark forest green shirt and a tweed pencil skirt. Uh -huh. Found them. Record time. She starts to dress but decides on a skater skirt instead. This one. She finishes the whole look off with a braid and kisses Howell on the head and hurries along. She's going to be on time today. She rushes down the escalator and into the courtyard. This time, Apache's doing some tricks on his airboard. Nice. Oh, I gotta go. I think I'm gonna make it this time. But, just as she grabs her bike, the courtyard auntie saunters over for a chat. Ooh, I love your hair in a braid. You should wear it like that more often. Thanks. You know, my mom used to dress like that, you know. These styles always come back around, you know. Did you hear the news? They found another one, just yesterday. A tech down in those old tunnels found it. Over out by the old fort, past the bay. You're studying something like that, eh? Yeah, my nephew's wife's uncle found one too. Years back now. I heard there's nothing like it. I had an early night. This is the first time hearing about it. Yeah, I study biology, Auntie, but this is out of our world, I think. It hasn't been identified in origin yet, even after all this time. Wild, hey? But Trish doesn't hear her. She's distracted. There's a new neighbor just okay. moved in, Hi. and she's already making her way towards her. Yes, yes. I have a good day, my girl. Ayana jumps on her bike. She's whizzing along, so proud of herself for making it on time. The second alarm sounds. 8.55 a.m. She arrives five minutes early to Frank's big smile at the door. Holy, you must have said a prayer to the ancestors last night. Early even just before they walk into the building to go inside. Rebecca stops them at the door. Oh, now what? I'm early. We'll be taking the shuttle bus on field exercise today. It'll be here in five minutes. Oh, uh, where are we going? There's been another event down an old waterway tunnel. Trish told me the great unfolding was happening here this morning. Has there even been one in a city this big before? The Great Unfolding, an unexplained supernatural phenomenon with localized events, or blooms, appearing all around the world. Till now, 
to Ayana, its existence had only been an urban legend, one she's heard stories about since she was a child. In truth, it kind of scares her a little, and so to distract herself, she decides to tease Frank. I hear people disappear in it. Nice try, youngin. I can't believe we get to see one. They say it's a color you can't even describe. The great unfolding is surrounded in mystery. People have been studying them for years, and they still don't really know anything about them. All they really know is the first one appeared in 2035, almost 20 years ago now. And its biological markers appeared to be out of this world. I heard it looks like a space flower. Oh, I can't believe they're sending a bunch of students. Why are my palms sweating? This is everything I've wanted since I was a little girl. Am I nervous? Why am I nervous? All I really know is the stories that elders share in secret. And those stories make me uncomfortable. They say it's a gift from the creator for our people. Oof. I can feel my neck hair standing on edge. The whole team is sitting on the sky bus together. Frank and Ayana sit together in nervous silence as their classmates discuss their own theories. The great unfolding. Sweet. I hope we can harvest something to study for the lab. I wonder if it's fire retardant. Fire? It's pretty much a light wave. That's what I read. So it can't catch fire? The bus ride was quick, and it's over just like that. They get off, and they're down at the site. It's all cordoned off from the public. There's tape, gates, and all kinds of people in full hazmat suits, which, of course, the students have to get into as well, over at their student tent. Over here, everyone. Suit up. The expedition into the tunnels began before Ayanna had her gloves on. She rushes to catch up, just in time for the lead instructor to say, Grab some samples and charge your readings, before skirting off deep into the tunnels. Not even a good luck, or be safe. Here we go, I guess. They follow each other into the dark, murky tunnels. The eerie sounds of the city humming overhead. Echoes of water running and dripping. It's very dark. Ayana can hardly see Frank in front of her. She can hardly make out anything at all. And suddenly, a warm, bright light appears. The light is pulsing and growing. Ayana feels drawn towards it. Suddenly, she can smell sweet grass and coffee. She puts her hand out to feel the wall feels like dew inside her glove. That's strange. Nothing should be getting inside. Come on, Ayana. Catch up. Frank calls to her as 
as he disappears inside the wall. She takes a deep breath and she walks into the great unfolding for her first time. Original Universe Creation, Composition, and Production by Cooley Ross. Original Theme and Score by Real 8. These podcasts in the Something Else Universe were brought to you by CFUV, Support Indigenous Arts. I can be contacted via Instagram at the underscore r dot a dot p underscore. Director's notes come next. Thank you for listening. (sighs) Didn't that feel nice? I really hope that it did. It was my hope in creating this episode that I could provide some reprieve for myself and for other listeners who might just feel exhausted by all of the... Um, sad and negative things that exist in the world and so this was meant to be that little ray of sunshine and um, Ayana as a character herself is really meant to represent that. I really tried to bring into reality a generation that not only is resilient and recovered from colonization but I tried to imagine a generation that had never been impacted by it in the first place. And so we really see a character that is um, carefree and loving and has just a deep love and sense of connection and these things that I truly hope for myself and for all of my kin out there in the world. And so, yes, another... Ah, breath of fresh air. Before I really dig into it, um, this director's notes will be quicker than um, some of the others, but there are some little hidden things that I wanted to talk about, like the title, if anyone um, had any guesses for the WS complex. Um, It's definitely a little ode to the white savior complex and uh, potentially how these reparations and this this well-intentioned um, phenomenon can often play itself out. So I don't know if that's a little bit of foreboding for some stories in the future or how the WS and things for Aeon are going to continue to unfold, but you'll have to stay tuned for more content to see. Um, and then there were like little other things like the Bellum Celestis. I don't speak Latin, but the best that I could research was that it directly translated to war criminal. And so definitely that is how I feel about the atrocities committed here in North America against Indigenous peoples by, um, you know, several organizations, including the church. Did want to briefly mention here that that uh, these are stories and ideas, but they could very well be a reality. And so, if there are church-going folks or churches that are listening to this podcast and are inspired at some point in the future, that is something that we could address definitely as I continue to make content like this. 
um, setting up some kind of a land trust for churches to be physically returned to Indigenous peoples um, would be something that uh, could exist, and uh, I would like if it exists. So, so stay tuned in the future, or or get in get in contact with me. Um, let's make these dreams a reality. Uh, something a little more cheeky is um, as I was imagining what a carefree generation would look like. I was thinking about some contemporary issues that face us as a society and us as urban Indigenous individuals. And um, certain um, individuals, such as uh, a certain former teacher or professor at the U of T and some of his more concerning platforms and beliefs um, that really stem from white supremacy and how these things are often given so much of a platform and how that's very disappointing. <laughs> and so uh, choosing the name and the institution, because the podcast takes place in Haudenosaunee um, land or Takarano, um, and we'll get into why, uh, but... So the Coates Polytechnic, where Ayana attends, is formerly the U of T. And um, I just, I called it the Coates Polytechnic um, after Tanahasi Coates, the, the writer, the famous black writer who really tackles a lot of cultural issues in a very um, strong way that I admire and often tackles white supremacy. Um, themselves. And so I thought, wouldn't it be nice if we lived in a world that was past celebrating um, and looking up to and idolizing these kinds of idols like um, Mr. Jordan Peterson, and if they instead celebrated and held up individuals like Mr. Coates. And so that's what I'm doing here in this podcast. Uh, and uh yeah, you might notice some little things like Ayana's turning 20 because we're imagining the future where education is fast-tracked and I talk about the glyphosate allergy um, and so things like that. Like as we are living in a society where we are more and more disconnected from the natural world and natural rhythms, are we going to be um, experiencing that within our bodies as sickness, like glyphosate allergies, as our bodies will indicate to us that this is unnatural. And um, of course, uh, individuals who might have a sensitivity to gluten, like myself, um, will always miss bannock and fry bread so dearly. So um yeah, there was that in there. And then really simple things too. Like I just wanted the listener to be kind of taken to, through a couple simple days and how it would really feel and maybe even be transported there themselves and get that reprieve and that reset. Um, but, you know, she is a, a future Indigenous woman, but she's still maybe tackling some contemporary Indigenous issues like tardiness. Uh, not to, not to throw shade or, or <laughs> say that everybody who's Indigenous is tardy. It's definitely something I struggle with. And so wanted to just kind of bring those modern day um, things into, 
into the future in a playful way. Um, and then also too, like just, uh, the, the whole environment in general, like I really tried to imagine what an urban environment, um, could look like if it worked to foster or bring back indigenous ways. So like the morning greeting, the interactive sweetgrass, and lastly, uh, this was really important to me, but as an Indigenous person, um, really valuing intrinsically the life of all things and seeing things um, not in a hierarchy and more as kin, all living things seen that way. And so I haven't heard it done in a story yet where uh, it is imagined um, what a relationship between indigenous folk with this love for all things and imagining that AI itself is also valued as alive. Um, and so the relationship between a living AI through that uh, perspective and indigenous folks. And I tried to really cultivate that in the little glimpses of the relationship you see between Howell her little room bought and Ayana. And yeah, so I really just hope that everybody that was listening really enjoyed themselves and it can maybe get some dialogue going around reparations. And before I take up too much time and sign off here, um, the location was chosen for the newest occurrence of the great unfolding. As I was doing research into different um, land areas uh, on North America as a whole and found old stories about old indigenous land and um, kind of more creepy or spooky events that happened in old waterway tunnels that are underneath uh, Takarano. And so I thought, oh, that would be a really good place to, um, yeah, to have this begin to, to take place again, especially if we consider things from an indigenous perspective around time and time not being um, perceived linearly and being perceived cyclically instead. And so this kind of idea of, um, what was playing out then and how it's playing out now and how that's all interconnected. And even the um, idea that this story in itself, as it's a story and an imagining um, in itself could be already playing out as I st stole bits and pieces from our lived reality and I'm breathing life into them and, and imagining them in this other context and way um which is the second plug for church going folks and churches if you're listening let's work towards this let's let's get an actual church donated back to indigenous peoples and set up a land trust um through this podcast definitely stay tuned for more i love creating these so much work goes into creating these little worlds and these little characters and these little nuances and I hope you as listeners are um, loving them as much as, as I loved giving creative birth to them. 
And with that, uh, thank you for listening. Please share this with your friends and relatives.